If you're looking for a dose of inspiration today, then this is an episode that you don't want to miss. My guest today has built over 50 brands, first in the corporate world and now in the world of entrepreneurship, including her own product line. Maureen is the brand growth strategist behind some of America's most beloved brands like L'Oreal, Shobani, Dove, and Lay's. She's the creator of Big Brand Academy, the Product Profit Lab, and StartWord Consulting, a consulting firm dedicated to teaching product-based entrepreneurs the sales and marketing strategies they need to scale with scientific precision so they can turn their product brands into household names. Maureen's zone of genius is her rare ability to connect with the market and turn real data into brand growth strategies that drive multi-million dollar growth. Her nonprofit organization, Taji Foundation, supports boys in Kenya to get the education they need to lift their families out of poverty and build generational wealth. This is an amazing episode, and I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. My guest today is a remarkable woman. And if you're not following Maureen Moenge yet on Instagram, or LinkedIn, or you are in the product-based business and you are trying to grow your brand and your product, then this is a woman that you need to meet. Now, Maureen, we've connected through Tamika Awai from Orisha Creative, who, shout out to Tamika, is literally one of my girl crushes. I just love her and I can never talk to her enough and I'm so thrilled that she's connected us. Yes, I'm so excited for just being here and also just having this opportunity to have a conversation on all things personal growth and business growth. Amazing. So you help products scale to multi-million dollars and you do it using scientific precision. And I think that, you know, we have quite a lot of similarities. One of the things that I stand on is that the numbers don't lie. And when you run a data-driven business, you are going to be saving yourself so much time and so not so much energy. Now, Maureen, you also have a beautiful journey that's brought you to where you are today. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be working with products. So first of all, I grew up in Kenya where entrepreneurship was not the norm. In fact, my parents were the only entrepreneurs I knew. And so as a little girl, I was constantly fascinated with the discussions they had around product group strategies at the dinner table every single night. So as I continued growing up, I became acutely aware of the financial freedom business ownership afforded my family, along with access to more opportunities. So once I learned about my the secret that my parents used to scale their business into a reputable, trustworthy product-based brand, 
I quickly developed a curiosity around what do brands need to do in order to become breakout brands? So that led me to come all the way to the US with my two suitcases and $50 in my pocket to pursue a master's degree in marketing analytics. So once I graduated from my, my business degree, pro, my master's program, I, I got the opportunity to work with some of the most beloved American brands, such as Shobani L'Oreal, Dove and Lee's. And I mastered the billion dollar strategies that these brands have been using year over year to scale and develop their brand. And, and in so doing, I discovered my zone of genius, which was turning data into brand growth strategies that actually work. And so that's what led me to create Statut Consulting, which is a consulting agency that's dedicated to teaching e-commerce entrepreneurs the sales and marketing strategies they need to scale with scientific precision so they can turn their beloved household names into, they can turn their beloved products into household names. Fantastic. You make it sound so easy. I came to the, you know, I came with my two suitcases. I got my master's in marketing analytics. I landed a dream job. Now I'm working with amazing clients. Tell us, Maureen, there must have been some highs, but there's got to have been some challenges along that road. Mm -hmm. What have you found the biggest challenges are that you faced as you grow? You know, you are an expert. Mm -hmm. You are a consultant and an expert, and it's a busy field out there. Mm How have you been able to get yourself so established? I think the the biggest challenge I had, and I and I want to say this with so much honesty and vulnerability, was articulating my value. Why? Because it's a highly saturated market and people don't pay you for the facts. They pay you because they feel like you understand their problem and you have enough value to provide for them to solve, for them to, for you to solve their problem. So I think what that was the number one challenge I I faced. And then also it's really understanding that you're not going to be paid for the greet and the hustle mentality that's always there in corporate because corporate's all about the number of hours you work, then you have an hourly rate and then they pay you. But here it's like, can you do a very good job at articulating what you do in a way that your audience understands at their level for them to be willing to exchange their credit card for your services. And then the second thing I really struggle with is positioning yourself. It's so easy to come in and price yourself at a market level. But then it's it's another thing for you to understand the transformation that you're offering people and price accordingly. But also understanding that you cannot tether your identity or your worth to your price point. So those were the like personal challenges I had to go through in order to actually have a stage and have an audience that's willing to listen to me, but also eventually to invest in my services. And so how did you work through those? You know, those are big things, articulating your value, your brand positioning, and then owning your worth. Those are not just, oh, I'm going to fix it in the next hour. I I invested. I invested in mentorship. I invested in a business mentor who really told me how do you position your offers for scale, but that more importantly, even before the business men- uh, mentorship, I invested in a mindset coach. Mm-hmm. I invested in a mindset coach who taught me how to, basically what he did is he rewired my brain for success. Mm-hmm. He told, he taught me the concept of self-confidence versus confidence. He taught me the concept of 
your price doesn't determine your worth. He taught, he taught me the concept of what it means to price your product and what pricing means to your audience and how it impacts your positioning. Because at the end of the day, many of us as entrepreneurs, we're quick to run into the strategies, the tactics to grow. But one thing we have to understand that human beings are running these businesses. And so your business cannot outgrow your personal growth. And so you have to be honest and ask yourself, what, what, are, what is it you're resisting? And once you know what it is you're resisting, be willing to work on them. Like choose your heart. Either choose to evolve or choose to stay stuck. Amazing. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think it's Tony Robbins who says, yeah, 8% of your success is sitting between your ears. Mm-hmm. And yet we put all the time, all the money, all the energy into the tools, the systems, the swipe files, the strategy. And I just so honor what you're saying of it all starts with you. And you know what I love? And I think this is a great sort of tweetable is that your business can't outgrow your personal growth. How do you know that it's time to work on the mindset? How do you, what are the clues where you're like, oh, okay, I just had a new level of success. I think I need to go back and do a little bit more work on me. For me, every time I feel stuck, every time I feel stuck in terms of, for example, if I'm feeling stuck on the next best thing I need to do in my business, I ask myself, what is it I'm resisting? And then it could be I'm resisting hiring a team because I probably grew up in a family where I felt abandoned and I didn't want to bring team members and then they abandoned me. So you have to be like, okay, so we're having some abandonment issues that we need to address. So you address that, work on that. And then now when you're hiring, everything now starts flowing seamlessly. So every time I feel stuck or any time I feel something is foggy or unclear, I know something is going on because that's usually a sign that I'm about to level up to another level of growth, but I can't get there because something is holding me. I think that there's an energetic concept called crystallization. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly if that's the right term, but it's the, it's the slump that happens right before you hit success. Yes. And that slump, you know, that's when often people come to me and they're like, I just can't, and then insert whatever it is they're trying to do. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we have to be able to see those patterns happening. And then how do you, you know, you've said, I know that when I'm in that slump, we'll use that word for now. I know that before I'm about to level up, I have to rework on my mindset. How do you tap into that trust? How do you, how do you just hang on and write it out? Because my, my why is bigger than myself. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why I got, I got into entrepreneurship for a reason that's bigger than me. What is your why? My why is I want to see women build sustainable, scalable businesses. Because where I came from, nobody, it's literally like a fraction, like 10% of the population could build a sustainable and scalable businesses. Yet we have so many ideas, but none of them stick. Why? Because we don't have the knowledge the infrastructure, the financial understanding of what is required to create businesses, especially in the product space. And so for me, I know there's a, I know there's a lady who has an incredible product helping a client, but they just don't know how to take this to the next level. The creativity is there, but the business acumen is not there. 
So if I can find her and just tell her like, this is all you need, her world changes. That entrepreneurship is what feeds her family, is what pays for her kids' school, is what allows her to travel, is what allows her to leave her corporate job. And for me, I'm a product of a small business owner and I cannot underestimate the power of these businesses. What was your parents' job? My parents actually, they have a, it's the, the business is synonymous to a Home Depot and a Lowe's here in the U.S. Yes. So they supply building and construction materials and they've done it for like 25 years plus. Oh, wow. Wow. Do they have one location or have they got to they, they had one location up until 2010 and then had decided to open up different locations across different cities in the, in Kenya. But I think the pivotal moment is when I saw my mom almost shut her business down because she didn't know how to scale it. Oh, what was she, happening? It was, she was stuck. It was constantly the same level of growth, plateauing all the time. But then the markets opened. Globalization became a thing. Everybody could travel to Dubai, could travel to China to source materials. But she didn't know that was a thing. She didn't know the concept of adding new products. She didn't know the concept of actually branding herself so that people buy the brand first and then everything else follows. And she almost shut her business down up until she met somebody who told her, this is how you do it. And so I always remember, what if that person didn't show up? Where would I be? And it takes just that one business strategist to show up in a creative's life and their lives change. Now, you yourself have worked with some really impressive brands. What gave you the courage, the push, the I'm not sure what word to use to leave your corporate job and go out on your own? Is it that passion or was there something else happening? My mentor told me, don't hold on to your six figure paycheck and abandon your seven figure empire. Oh, <laughs> tweetable, my friends. <laughs> oh, I got a good mentor. Yes, because I was already doing well, but I was holding on to that paycheck. So I was resisting, betting on myself, trusting on myself. Yet the business was showing me I could sell, I could market, I could convert clients. So what was holding me back? And so he said, indecisiveness will be the number one thing that kills your dreams. So I want to connect the data, I call it data-driven. I think you use a, a different term, number science. I'd like to connect that to powerful decisions, turning data into revenue and growth. I'm just reading your website and I, I'm reading it because I want to get the way that you talk about it. What are the data points that you are looking at within your own company that have enabled you to build the scale of business that you have? Number one, what offers contributes to 80% of my bottom line. Why? Because when you have too many offers, you dilute your efforts. You dilute your efforts from a marketing standpoint and also dilute your efforts from an operational standpoint. So if the data tells me that 80% of my revenue is coming from this core offer, that is what I'm going to focus on selling over and over again. The second data point I also look at is customer acquisition, customer retention. Why? Because if my attrition rate is high, what are the factors that led to the attrition? Is it because the client wasn't an ideal client? Is it because the, the, the curriculum wasn't right for them? Why? Because that helps me improve client service. Three, marketing. 
what marketing channels or vehicles bring the my ideal client my mentor calls uh them olympian like who's who's going to be your olympian your champion somebody who's willing to pay so 80% of my clients are messaging me on Instagram. It means Instagram is where all my audience is. All I need to do is double down on, on Instagram. In the event I'm running paid ads, what, what funnel is converting, right? What are the conversion rates? Not the cost per lead, but cost per acquisition. And am I able on the back end financially to like three X that cost per acquisition? Because sometimes the cost per acquisition can be $500, but your plant is probably paying you 30,000. So it's a worthy investment. Then the, the other thing I'd look at is my sales metrics. Like how many people do I need to have? Like how does my lead nurture and convert funnel look like? How many people do I need to have into my top of funnel? How many do I need to have to nurture and how many convert? Those are the metrics I look at. And every time I'm trying to move a needle on each. Love that. Yeah. Those are good. And the numbers don't lie. They don't lie. They tell you everything that you need to know Mm -hmm. about moving forward. Now, you specialize in working with products. Yes. You know, I think that's a great differentiator for you. I think there's a million in one of us who work with service-based businesses and, you know, the coaches, consultants and experts. And how did you... How did you decide on products? My corporate experience was a hundred percent product based. Yeah. And so one of my the the my brand strategies was like, don't get in and coach service based people. There's a huge market for product based auto businesses, and that's how I stepped in. What have been some of your favorite client success stories? Turning an idea into a multi six figure business in eighteen months. Oh, literally God. She came to the call. She's like, I just have a feel good factor. Let's turn this feel good factor into something. I was like, do you have a physical product? She said, absolutely. Yes. So she was able to leave her corporate job. She's now surviving on her business income. She's looking to get into retail. My other client success story was getting Vanessa into Myers, a retail shelf in the US in under eight months. So she literally says, I'm now a multimillionaire. And she wasn't she wasn't even made selling more than a thousand dollars. Yeah. Good for you. So it's possible. Wow. Well, I think just writing a talk that I'm going to be giving and one of the things I'm saying is that there's not enough success stories of women that are, you know, starting as a micro business and turning into a seven figure not necessarily, you know, world dominating empire, like just below the Sarah Blakely or, you know, below some of the the really big shooters that are creating some huge companies. And if we just had more role models and could hear more stories about the women that are, you know, having that success, but that would still fit into the micro to small business, I think more people might be inclined to to learn from them and to you know, figure out how they did that. Yes, absolutely. And I I would echo just keep pushing that message. But at the end of the day is... A lot of it stems from the individual themselves. Are they willing to trust themselves and perform at the level required to achieve that success? Because many of us have the desire, many of us have the want, but when it comes to the grinding and doing the not so clean work, (laughs) uh, uh, we give up. Mm -hmm. I call that the messy middle. Yes, the messy middle. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's hard because that's the chance, right? That is the risky part. Mm -hmm. You're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fall down on your knees. Yeah. Not everything's going to be rainbows and unicorns. Yes. 
But, you know, that's where we come full circle in our conversation Mm -hmm. to, you know, that's where you got to do the mind work. That's why. Mind over matter every single time. Every single time. And it's funny because I was watching Being Serena Williams this morning. Oh, I love that. And remember when she was told to stop breastfeeding? Yes. Like she had to sit and have a moment with herself. Yeah. But how many people are willing to do that? Even making a business? No. (laughs) And before she was like, no, but then she realized she had to do it if she wanted to be a champion. But it's the same concept in business. Are you willing to invest 30,000, 50,000 and lose that money to fight for your dream? Right. That's where the passion has to outweigh the day-to-day function. Now you've created a really neat nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. So I have a nonprofit called Taji Foundation. Taji Foundation started off as a passion project. I just had this deep desire to really help boys through their high school education because education for me runs deep. Without education, I wouldn't have gone to undergrad. I wouldn't have gone to master's. I wouldn't be where I am today. And many of the boys, because of how the economic status is, is in Kenya, don't have the means to pay for basic education. And so I decided to really start contributing my profits to sponsoring young boys in in Kenya so that they can begin to build generational wealth because the Kenyan culture is patriarchal. So if a boy cannot stand on their own two feet, they're nobody. And the only way to unlock the opportunities opportunities out there is just through basic education. I mean, education is the key. Mm-hmm. I sit on a board for the Hildeback Education Fund mm-hmm. and that's run out of Kenya as well. Mm-hmm. And we support young young people, men and women, young girls and boys to pursue their high school diplomas so that they can go on to post-secondary education. And the stories that come out of that are unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's not in U.S. dollars, it's not a huge investment. To it's like 200, yeah. 150, two maximum a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In order for these kids to complete high school, which then opens up a world of opportunity for them. Exactly. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful give back. Mm-hmm. And I love how you're just like, you know, it's a patriarchal society. Yeah. You know, love it or hate it, it is. And so let's empower the boys. And once we get them up and running, is there any hopes to then focus in on the young women? I I personally feel like we've had a long wave of women empowerment. Yes. But because of that, the boy's child was forgotten. So it's how do we strike this balance? Because now the women are being perceived domineering, aggressive, abrasive, because culturally the women have always been submissive. And so now you're educating this women, but the society doesn't know how to handle this well-educated women. But fundamentally, it's because now the level playing field isn't equal. Because I feel like if we had more men who were educated, open, it just becomes, let's go, let's do this. Not, oh, no, 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 she's too loud. She's too, yeah. I love it. Oh, you're an amazing woman. I have two more questions and then I'm going to let you go. Question number one, what do you know now? that you wish you knew when you started your agency? Trust. Tell me more. Total reliance upon spiritual timing. I wish I knew that this is not a journey where you step in and try to control everything under the sun. I wish I knew this is a journey where you it's one foot in front of the other 
but trusting. For me, I'm a believer, trusting God to open up the other doors because that would have eased out my hustle and grind mentality. That's, I'll tell that to everybody. If you want to get into this, just really trusting because that means you surrender your power mm. and then everything just opens up. That's beautiful. <laughs> tell us what's next for Start Word Consulting. What's next for me is I want to open an agency. I want to open a creative uh, studio so that I can really support my clients, not only from the advisory standpoint, but also from a brand identity, creative creations, campaigns, so it can be the whole 360 agency I've always wanted. So right now we're part of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. And so I'm working with my business advisor on creating that growth opportunity and literally launching it in the next three to five years. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, if ever you who's listening would like to look at some really strong branding behind an expert, Maureen's website is a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, I know that you walk your talk and I know that there's so many companies that are so fortunate to work with you. How can people get in touch with you? How can they follow you? How can they learn more about what it is that you're offering? The first thing I would love to, for people to do is, as they're listening to this podcast, take a screenshot, tag the both of us, and then also come into my DM on Instagram. I'm at Maureen Mwangi Official. Let's have a conversation. Tell me what were your biggest takeaways. And if you want to learn more about what you, we do, you can go to my website at www.startwardconsulting.com. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. We will do just that, and we'll put the links down in the show notes. Maureen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for your insights. I'd like to go back and re-listen because there's so many truth bombs and golden nuggets that you've dropped today. It's just been an honor meeting you and I look forward to hopefully chatting with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout-out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>